Good morning and welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today it's my esteemed pleasure to have on. She's a radio host. She's a podcast host. And she is the creator of Cindy's Choice Brand. Ms. Cindy Deering, how are you today? I am awesome, Char. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, my dear. Thank you so much for coming on today. How are you holding up through everything, girl? I know you keep them busy. Oh, my goodness. It has just been nonstop. You know, Char, my phone died on a Sunday. Like at three, I'm like, no, my phone should not die. I should not be on my phone that much on a Sunday. It's just crazy when, the, you know, the momentum hits and there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, you're one of those people that, you know, your ingenuity and, and, and your premise to kind of rolling with the punches and, and bobbing and weaving and recreating certain things and, and, and making different areas of things more open and spacious and kind of filling things in. Even during these times of these hard times, you've really kind of transitioned in making your brand bigger. Yes, yes, it is. And, you know, I always tell people poverty really helps feed creativity. That eating thing kind of helps a little bit every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like, I, I love that, though, because that was so perfect as you pointed out, because I had amazing, amazing momentum uh, right before COVID, and just like with everybody else, it, you know, a lot of my clients were hit hard and kind of pulled the rug out, but I was so thankful that I knew, okay, embrace this challenge, this is taking me somewhere, it doesn't look good right now, but I just knew, and you just believed that, and oh my goodness, you know, it's taken us such a better direction, I'm in that much more of a better position, you know, to support small businesses while we serve the community, so it's great. Right, and I'm going to bring this up to sit there, so you know, you and I, different times, I was, I was a young, I, I was a young teenager, you know, you ran into hard times as an adult after being very successful, you know, both of us at times have been homeless in our life. And, and uh-huh. you learn to survive and, and, and build and bring yourself up. And, and I feel, and I've always sit there and said that, you know, you know, being raised by a single mom before it was popular or a sport on my end, your end coming up and, and, you know, being such a successful business person in the eighties and everything else. And then all of a sudden things change and you got, get kind of caught up in a spot that here you are, you know, homeless, and you make a comeback from that. You know, that Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been, I refer to it, there were just constant cycles of defeat for me, because, um, you know, I don't know if I shared that much with you, Char, about my early life, but, you know, I was homeless as a child. I was, at 10 years old, I was sleeping on rooftops. I had a very severely mentally ill mom, uh, total sociopath, and she hated me. She exploited me. I mean, it was just a horrid childhood. So I didn't have a good foundation. Yet I came out with this Pollyanna kind of, you know, I can do anything. I want to help anybody in this great work ethic. And so even in my 20s, like I shared with you, you know, here I was managing high-volume nightclubs, <laughs> you know, dr- driving the nice car, all this popularity and pretty, you know, I was even in ownership operations and kind of reached the top in my mid twenties, but like it was, it was stale. I was like, I couldn't tell what was missing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, excuse me, excuse me, before you get there, I want to point out though, before you get to your next point, I don't mean to interrupt you, but in the 1980s, for people who can't believe this, to be in a nightclub atmosphere in, in the state of Texas 
in, in a multi, multi, multi million dollar empire business there and be a woman being an assistant manager is a big deal, let alone a manager or an owner. So, you know, today people might laugh at that, but in the 1980s, that's a really big freaking deal. Oh, Char, I love that you get that because, you know, and even before I was in management, you know, they didn't have female bartenders back then. Right. And that was my first challenge. You were a cocktail waitress. You were a cocktail waitress. Yeah, I was a cocktail waitress. Right. And kind of what spurred me, I'll never forget, um, I'm a cocktail waitress, and I topped out. They started me, like, at the back. I was now, like, you know, the top seller and the primo. Well, I was ready for the next step. And I'll never forget asking that manager, you know, about bartending and him then him describing to me how hard that bar bat worked, you know, and, and they were in line for that. And I was like, so I'm not working. <laughs> Look what I'm doing. And I just scooted <laughs> on down to the competitor. Listen to this chart. I went down to the competitor, told them I was the bartender. <laughs> I lied. I did. Ah. And um, he, he hired me. I'm still buddies with him to this day. He's like phenomenal. Um. I, he hired me, and then he stood like in, the, like in the shadows watching me all night. And Char, before we got started, I was squatting behind the bar. One of the other bartenders get, like filled a, a bottle, a liquor bottle with water, so I could I could learn how to pour. I had to learn how to pour before we opened. And um, so at the end of the night, at the end of the night, he comes to me. He goes, "I knew you weren't a bartender," <laughs> but he said, "I know." He said, "But you did great." You're on, and he said, "I want to." He goes, "I gave you a chance because you respected me by dressing for the interview." You know, I dress. I was, it was a, you know, a bar scene, but I dressed professional and respected him, and you know, presented, you know, in the interview. He said that that got my attention, so that's all. You know, I broke broke ground there, becoming uh, a bartender, and then you know, it just kind of went from there. But I'm so glad you get that because back then that was huge, and those were. Mega, that was a mega, mega business, too. Yeah, and, and, um, and, and, very, and, I have many, and I have many female bartenders listening to this that are great friends of mine and and, and much loved them now. But, the, you know, to think that, you know, here 35 years ago that you could not, you couldn't even get past, you know, walking by and would you like a drink? And you're the you're the cocktail waitress and that's a, or, or hostess. That's the best you would get then. So you to break all those grounds, knock down all those buildings and put them back up again. It's really a kick-ass thing and showed your work ethic back then. Oh, oh you know. yeah, Char, I'm, I'm about to blow your mind because, you know, when girls did get behind the bar, they were put in the middle to draw tips. Right. And they weren't taken seriously and put down at the corners, like at the waitress stations and so forth like that. Well, I was like the, the female that was, was like so good. <laughs> you know, they put me at the waitress well because I could handle a lot of waitresses plus bring in a lot of tips taking care of clients. And then, oh man, am I so, you got me going here, Char. I, um, I worked five spring breaks. It was a working vacation. You go down there, you work 30 nights in a row. Um, you have, you make boot too money, you have a blast. And I worked uh, five spring breaks. When they tore down Charlie's in South Padre, Texas, you know, this mega, mega club with a big outdoor stage and all yes. that stuff. Uh, bar six, the well six was our busiest well in there, and it was a, a waitress station. Um, people, like bartenders knew me forever because they're like, oh, you're Cindy, because I went down as high sales at well six, which is overall, 
for that whole club of all those years. <laughs> of, uh, I'm like, that is like my, one of my big claims to fame right there. Well, you know, I just love that you get that. That's amazing. No, it's amazing. And I remember, I remember that time, those, those times down there, I mean, you know, as well, but it, it's just really funny that, and, and thank God things have evolved, but I mean, I, I don't want to minimize the idea <laughs> of the fact that, you know, people can't acknowledge, or they don't, they don't, Know how to acknowledge the fact that look, 1976, 1976, you know, was the first time a woman could have a mortgage. Look, in her own name by herself. 1980s, you can, you know, women aren't, you know, a bar a simple job as a bartender. You know, I mean, and I don't mean that a simple job. Meaning, I don't mean that that in no, a disrespectful way. Yeah. As as you can't get a job as a bartender. Are you kidding me? You know, and I mean a real life bartender. You know, mixologist, that kind of thing. And that's crazy. That people could not get that. It's a hardworking job, but you know, you, you, a woman could what? What? Because she wasn't good enough. No, because that's exactly how it looked. No, no, only the men can do that. Come, come on, please. You know, that's such backward ass thinking, but it's exactly what it was uh -huh. then. And so, you know, you to accomplish this and, and move forward and even get into the ownership part of it is, and then you have some wrinkles, which is where you were getting to. But I didn't, I didn't want you to go past that and just not give it any, you know, and minimize. No, that. I love that because you're. I forget, and you're so right. You know, it's like people don't realize what that meant. You know, like back then. Right. And um, and it, but you know what, Char? Because you know what I do now. I'm very creative marketing wise. And even then, I wasn't recognizing it. I was general manager over 60 employees, high volume. You know, lots of happening, lots of entertainment going on, and so forth. But my strong suit, even then, was getting people through the door. I had real creative uh, marketing campaigns and so forth. Um. You know, that got people through the door. Record-breaking nights. I remember when uh, I, I was uh, manager, part owner of Hollywood Nights in Arlington, Texas. And when we left and we were down in Florida, and the new manager, he calls me like at, you know, 3, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and I'm half groggy. He's like, Cindy, come back. We want you to come back. Because one of, like, the uh, promotions I'd done had been a build-up kind of thing. And I left before we had the final big night. And he said it was like this phenomenal record-breaking night. You know, he was like, please come back. I want to come back to do the marketing. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I like, and it was hard. It was really hard to walk away from that kind of, you know, responsibility and that kind of status and, you know, and all that. But um, it, that, oh, my gosh, that, that was a lot, and it was consuming me. Right, and, and you know, and, and that's the thing, and it wears because, you know, the hours are hard and the work's hard and, you're always on 300% all of the time. Um, if you think of it as, as being a singer or a football player or, or, or an athlete or, or, or an entertainer of any type, you're on 24 7. Mm -hmm. And you're living on exactly. a couple hours sleep. And then, and you know, and your hours are all funky and stuff. You know, I mean, you know, 3 30 in the morning when everybody else is doing whatever, you're sitting there having breakfast and having eggs and something somewhere. You know? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. You're trying to wind down and chill and, you know, re recoup. No, you're so right. And we were, you, when you worked in those big, uh, high volume, high, you know, upscale nightclubs, you were celebrities. And right. We had like the VIP line. You know, you had to, there's people that had VIP cards. Um, there was a line that you had the card. Even if you had the card, you had a line. Right. You know, and so, you know, when when I could get people in and all that kind of stuff, I people like, car dealerships would 
just bring cards and drop them off. Here, drive this a while. You know, it's like oh, I remember those like days. Craziness. I remember those. I test yeah, drove oh many God. cars for a week or two. Here, have the keys. Let yeah. me know what you think of the brand new Cadillac. I did that more than once. I, I remember those days. It's funny you bring that up. Let me ask you two two quick questions about nightclub thing, and we'll move on. Who was the most famous person that you let in to your club? Oh my goodness, we have. Uh, okay, I um, I've seen. Oh gosh, my mind's overwhelmed. Uh, you know, um, Andy Gibb. When I was yes. still bartending, he would hang out at my well. Um, Robert, uh, oh, Robert Duvall and uh, Wilford Brimley. They yeah. like to sit in my station because I didn't like. Make fuss of stuff. <laughs> um, oh my God! Do you remember Burt Combe? Yes. Um, Gary Busey yes. came Tattletales. in and full. Yeah, yeah, full Gary Busey. I mean, he was just the poor guy. <laughs> he was wasted. Robin Williams, hello. Uh, we hung out with Minute Work. They came in on a Sunday night. Uh, we had a band that night. Of course, the band stepped off. They 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 got up there. I mean, it worked out of their prepared. We hanged out for them. Uh, I could just go on. There were so many, Love like, uh, major Who was your celebrities. Favorite? And then, oh, I, I can't even, I'm, uh, you know, I hung out with a lot of Dallas Cowboys. And um, it was, a, you know, I, I told you it was like this, they had singles apartments then. Right. So it wasn't just like these nightclubs. There were all these these different singles parties at these complexes. But there were pool parties usually, lots of water volleyball and so forth like that. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tall Jones, Tall Jones used to sit in my station. He like he took my station because the first time he ever sat in my station, the deal that this was when I was still waitressing, it was packed. And you know, you you if you get a tray up above your head and squiggling through people. So when he he just ordered draft beer and I'd wiggle my way to the bar. Well, I'd bring him back too because I knew it was gonna be a while before I could get back to him. <laughs> and he, you know, he winked at me because he's like, all right, Gary. So he he brought up about a hundred dollar tab, and then of course he throw me a hundred dollars. You know, it was like, and he'd always sit in, like, in my station like that. But then later when I was in club management and stuff, oh, my gosh, uh, Tony Dorsett, um, spacing on, on some of the boy, names. but boy, um, T.D., Tony Dorsett. Uh, yeah, right yeah. On. He drank champagne. Um, <laughs> the, uh, oh, my gosh, Dirk, oh, like, I can't think. I can't think. But, um, so, oh, okay, my gosh. Uh, let, me, let me ask you another Larry question. Larry Cole. Um, well, nice, go Gary ahead. Cole. Wow. That's awesome. I love Gary Cole. Um favorite movie is, is uh oh my gosh i, I, I get back to that anyway so i, I can just think of that but anyway um so oh, that's awesome so what was your uh what was your your transition from out of that you knew it was running you down well i was so yeah i was so in i think this really dysfunctional crazy you know i was super neglected um you know emotionally and abuse i, I was exploited i mean my my mother handed me off to pedophiles for money. Right. So, but here I am, no, like, like I'm this super capable, confident professional. Uh, just, you just couldn't tell there was anything wrong with me. But personally, I was just really broken and I couldn't, I, I didn't understand that. I, I didn't know I had self-esteem because I was popular and I was confident and there was just, it was just real confusing. And um, I, I just was kind of starting to recognize I, I just wasn't liking who I was becoming. And I think it made me vulnerable for, like, when, um, you know, I start dating a guy and he's not from that scene. And, uh, you know, I'm expressing, I don't want to do this anymore. And we invested and, you know, we're like, we want to get out of this. And then we just take off to travel the southeast 
And I think I just was a little vulnerable just to like, I needed to get away, but I, you know, I, I didn't know what I was trying to get away from. Right. And you knew you had and something I, missing just, there. You knew you had something missing there. You just couldn't put your finger on it. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it led me to get places. I mean, it was an awesome year of traveling around, like, uh, following work. And then we ended up um, out here in the southeast and working. And I got introduced to hang gliding. Hello. I got I was, like, taking hang gliding lessons. And lo and behold, there's a hang gliding shop with a loft apartment about it. And uh, the guy that was running it is moving out west. You know, hang gliding's big out there, too. Right. And um, they offered me, they were like, Cindy, you need to come run our shop. So I got to live. And so, you know, my ex is still, tra he had to finish following and kind of following the work, you know. And I was like, I bolted. I'm like, see ya. He goes, go, bye. You know, just, just do that. <laughs> and uh, so I'm up there, uh, you know, on a dirt road with, with this, um, loft department above a shop, but it's a very well-traveled, you know, people from all over the world come here to fly. And I'm across the street from the launch, getting to fly all the time, hang out with hang gliders, run the shop, uh, you know, run the school. Um, I got a, uh, oh gosh, Char, um, there, you know, there was a Yuska magazine, and um, they were going to do, that January, uh, they were going to do articles on all the schools or something, and we couldn't afford a article. So I told one of the owners, I'm like, hey, I'm going to write an article and see if I can get it submitted and I'll share about my first launch and I'll brag on, you know, authentically brag about what we've got here. Right. And he looked at me and he was like, this is a very accomplished photographer, you know, like, uh, and he goes, Cindy, he goes, that's a, that's crazy. He goes, I, you know, I send them photos left and right. I never get published. Great photos. He said, that's, you know, all the guys that write the books and stuff get the articles. Right. Guess what? Wrote my article. I'll show it to you sometime. Okay. First solo. And I, you know, it's, it's, and it was in that January issue. And I got us all that publicity that year. And, and that's amazing. And your, your, your ingenuity and your initiative and everything else to go do that. You know, God helps those who help themselves and you, you helping yourself. But I got to ask you, are you crazy? Hang gliding? Really? Seriously? No, you, you know what I often say? Because, no, legitimately, I, you know, I had some, you know, my mom was mentally, mentally ill, and then I was conditioned, you know, I came out of, you know, my childhood uh, with a bit of insanity. But I transformed. <laughs> I worked on that yet, Char. I held on to just enough of that crazy, because I, I can't wait to share with you. I, I've already got somebody to sponsor me a race car. See, so I can dig the race car thing, you know, and maybe I was younger, I'd have done the hang gliding thing, but man, I'll tell you what, you know, I watch those hang gliders and it, 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 I have a huge respect for them, but you know, you guys doing, I'm, I'm talking to Cindy, the first time I meet her the other night, I'm talking to her and she's sitting there, she's saying about hang gliding, you have to go hang gliding me, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, hold on, pump the brakes, girl, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, what the hell are you talking about, now, it, it's cool though, and it looks really awesome, and, and the view looks Badass, it's amazing. It, it, it does, but and it's really cool. Now, you know, coming fast forward a little bit, you know, and, and that's great accomplishments, and I love that because, you know, what did you have to lose? And I love that part of it is, you know what, you write the article, the most they can do, like the photographers, kick it out and say no and throw it in the trash. The best they can do is what happened. They, they print it 
and boom, shebang, there you are. You help your company you're working for. You get put over. Everybody's in the guy's pictures are there. Everybody's there and everybody gets it. So the worst that could have happened is you could have taken a little bit of time, written the article, sent some pictures, and they threw it up and threw it in the trash. You know, and exactly. the best, and, and what, what's the Why alternative? Why discourage me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, and, and what's the alternative? The alternative is, boom, look what happens to you. You know, I mean, and that's the exactly. thing. I, I think that more people need to <clears throat> need to look at that. What happens? You sit down, you write something for a couple minutes, couple days, whatever, and send it in. The worst somebody can do is, eh, no. Maybe you get an answer back. Maybe you don't. But geez, you know, even if they give you an under back, hey man, maybe they give you a little bit of pointers, you know. Or, or and, they... and and you know what, Char, the next time you have an opportunity to write something, you're that much better of a writer. Right. You know, like you've written, you've written it out once. Because that's what's happening to me a lot now. Is I've kind of talked about it and walked. I'm so much better <laughs> at doing it now <laughs> because in the beginning it was pretty awful. So um, yeah, yeah. Now there, there's just having that attitude of just why not try. You know, why just why not try? And you coming from an idea, you didn't have a lot of encouragement and everything else, which is which is really amazing. Now, all of a sudden, you get into this time, all of a sudden that you're on the street. Now, I'm going to get through this in a second because I want to get to Cindy's choice and everything else. But, you know, how did you get yourself back up from, you know, you being making boatloads of money, which I remember the money rolling around back then in the 80s, you know, and making boatloads of money. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself on the street. Um, it was like that. There's so many times I was on the street, really, Char. But in a nutshell, you know, the marriage, uh, unhealthy people attract unhealthy people. And it, that didn't last. And um, I, I, you know, was back on kind of as a single mom, pretty much penniless. I, I didn't manage that, uh, that separation very well. And so that struggling single mom... But I was determined because I recognized, well, I had a bad marriage, but I was 50% of that. So I was real determined to figure out what was going on with me and start, you know, fixing me and prioritizing my children. And so, like, a few years later, I'd moved back to Chattanooga. And because that's, like, Dallas, Texas was kind of overwhelming for a single mom. I mean, Char, right. you can't even go check your mail without meeting someone. It has the <laughs> highest singles per capita. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to get out of here. Because I, I didn't want it. I didn't want to meet anyone. I wanted to, you know, build build myself professionally, be a mom, and figure out, like, what my life was supposed to be. So Chattanooga's kind of a, a lot more conservative, calmer, beautiful place to do that. And I get back here, and, you know, long story short, I get major momentum. I'm national award-winning sales leader for clothing business. I have some of our number one local celebrities speaking at my fundraiser fashion shows. I'm booked out for months. I'm, I'm ready to take off, you know, finally to be in a position to provide for my children, not fall into any kind of codependency or anything like that. And I was just suddenly hit by a ton of bricks and just got suddenly, like, uh, extremely ill to the, to the point that I was debilitated very quickly. So finally I was there, you know, to, and it's all wiped away. And it kind of, what it did, Char, it, um, it kind of started my life. It took me back to my childhood because it, once you can't take care of yourself, and um, you know, of course, it, it led to some point I had to let go, let my children go all the way back to Texas, and it took me back to Texas, so I didn't go too far from them. But when you can't take care of yourself and you do not have a good network of support, you are just totally vulnerable to predators. 
And um, it was like over a decade of a gypsy-style lifestyle where I was facing homelessness. Literally, I sat in Dallas, Texas one time um, in a homeless shelter for two hours. I was just kind of sitting there praying, like, is this really what you got for me, God? <laughs> right. And um, kind of decided and watched this homeless guy that was living there get arrested and hauled out and everything. And I, I'm like, what do I, don't, I go, how do I go homeless? I don't know how to do that. This is scarier than the streets. Right. And then I drove up to my old church, and they didn't know me then. I'd been gone a long time. And the first door I saw open, I walked in, and it was a secretary, and she picked up a phone. And some other lady was going through a divorce and had a big house. I went and stayed with her for a month. You know, it was like I was so near homelessness so many times. And, um, you know, it just left me really vulnerable, a crazy, crazy like lifetime movie channel, second marriage, total like this guy had conned everyone in town. Um, you know, it, it was just crazy, crazy stuff. And, you know, ended up back on the streets with a hundred dollar bill in my pocket in inner city Houston. Um, Jeez. so it was just a constant cycle, but here's what happens through that. I, you know, I am building my faith and I had this determination when you don't have anybody, it's like you have a strong kind of, uh, a push to find a purpose because that gives you a reason, you know, to keep going. Right. And I was finding my purpose and I was just determined and getting more because I kept thinking there's people, there's so many people like me, but there, and I understand why, you know, women are in men, men, men speak up real quick. They go, I have a too. You know, they make wrong decisions and, and settle for things that, you know, they'd rather not settle for because they don't feel like they have a choice and it's a survival kind of, thing and I was in that constantly and it but I, I was there long enough to when when I finally faced it and, I, and I'll tell you Char when I was um when I was ending up like sleeping in my truck on the streets of Chattanooga you know about a week into that I had that breakdown for just a second that really got really <laughs> but then it I just kind of kicked in and I realized it just kind of had this understanding this must be needed there's got to be purpose in that and there was because, you know, I came out of that experience, you know, I totally navigated my, my own way and networked my way out of that situation and not getting rescued. I often say, all my exes are in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to see. But finally, I realized, you know, it's just so better to be out here alone in this danger, you know, and lean on my faith, lean on Christ, than to ever, ever you know, trust someone else that does not have my best interest in mind because I, you know, almost lost my life a couple of times in those situations. Um, you know, there was a, there was a couple of times I thought I was going to die when someone has their hands around your neck and they are pounding your head into a floor. You pretty much like, okay, this is it. I'm, this is it. I'm about to go here. And, um, and I was in several circumstances like that. Because I don't, I like, I'm, I'm not, because of, I'm just not good at not standing up for myself. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and it, it, so I came out of that so empowered. So, it, you know, I'd always said that I was so capable professionally, and now a lot what I talk about, like on my live radio shows and, and starting on my podcast and so forth like that is, you, you know, transforming personally so you can succeed professionally. Because I had no idea... And so I really started digging in and going through what I kind of had to go through to discover what my issues were, that um, how much the, my personal issues were interfering in my life. 
and um, I had no idea I had low self-esteem. I had no idea I had PTSD. Uh, there were so many things that I did not realize um, were, uh, that's what affected my health. You know, that perpetual danger, that hyper-intensity all the time. You know, I was in hyper-mode, hyper-stress mode all the time. That was killing me. And um, so, but it's, it's I faced it. I, I went I went toe-to-toe with my demons. I, I came out of that empowered, totally unstoppable. And now it's like, here we go. The moment, momentum's kicking in. The train's moving, you know, like, you know how it happens. The train's sitting there, and everybody's kind of like, nobody's getting on, because it's not, and then it starts moving, and everybody runs to get on the train before it gets away. I'm like, my train is moving, Char. (laughs) Well, and and that's the funny thing, and huge respect to you for that, because, I mean, you know, it's a a battle, and, you know, sometimes you can have all the personal, all the professional success in the world, and people wonder when they sit there and say, oh, man, you know, this movie star, this athlete, whatever, um, you know, how are they unhappy, because they're making boatloads of money, and this and that, and the other thing, hey, money doesn't hurt to have by any means sometimes, and sometimes it does hurt to have. You know, I mean, you know, we all need money no, to survive, it, it, obviously. No, right, we're, yeah, relationships, you know, relationships, there's nothing as, nothing as, you know, a value without the right relationships. Right, and, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it's a hard balance, and I tell people, <clears throat> I literally just got off the phone with a client of mine right before uh, we came on the air, you know, and it's, Sometimes, no, you don't need to be with the wrong person just to be with somebody. And, and as you were, you were reiterating earlier, and I completely agree with that. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you come back. You, you're working your way up. You work your way into a small show. And then all of a sudden. No, that you- was just like, yeah, that was like just given to me. It was crazy. And by the way, I got the idea for what I'm doing 20 years ago in Dallas, Texas. And um, it's weird. I, I held on to that this vision for what I'm doing all these years, and um, and then literally, I was still couch surfing with people I hadn't known for very long when I got my first client for Cindy's Choice. Explain, and not long after honey, I got explain couch surfing. Um, okay, so I was literally on the streets. My truck was out of gas, and the battery was dead on Walnut Street, which in Chattanooga, there's a Walnut Street walking bridge in the center of downtown. And my truck is stuck, like, just on, uh, the, in that block by that central area. <laughs> right. In the center of downtown. And I just lived there for over a month. But I was actually on the streets for the longest, most miserably hot summer of my life of 2015. But it took me a year and a half. You know, I navigated my way. I stayed with this person for a week. And then I uh, got an opportunity to uh, go stay with somebody else for nine months and then somebody else for six months. Because nobody knew me. I was this homeless girl. But as soon as I got off the streets, um, yeah, I had to arrange it. Like, somebody got me to Houston. I had storage in Houston. I didn't have clothes with me or anything. You know, work clothes. We did a 24-hour round trip. You know, it's a 12-hour drive. <laughs> right. In Houston, just to throw some work clothes in the vehicle and get back. Because that person didn't have much time. They, did, they were just trying to help me. And then the next day, I'm out there, you know, uh, networking. I'm going to chamber meetings and so forth like that and went on Craigslist and got me somebody that would pay me to go do that for them. And I started out getting out there and just earning the trust and the respect of the community by demonstrating who I was, uh, volunteering, you know, um, you know, being as helpful as I could. And before long, they're inviting me to be on chamber boards. And then before long, this little radio station, I'm talking just a matter of months, this little radio station got wind of my story and, uh, 
the owner himself, who didn't have a show, he goes, I'm going to come in and talk to you. <laughs> and he comes in, he spends a whole hour, and then one of the, the radio show hosts says, come in tomorrow, I want to interview you. So I went on his show, and they sat me down after. I love this story, Char, because you'll get this. Um, and they sat me down after, and they're like, hey, we want, they want to give me like a whole week of shows. But I wasn't, you know, I, I had to go build my business. I couldn't just go on the radio. Right. But I took two shows. I took, I made a Cindy's Toy show. And I love the outdoors, hang gliding, golf, mountain biking, all that. So I wanted to focus on outside with Cindy, which is a, you know, a very central to the Chattanooga area. So I took two shows. And it was real funny, though, because when they first said that, my first response was, I'm not a radio show host. And they said, Cindy, they go, you're inquisitive, you're authentic, and you care. That is way better than perfection. And, and I went, oh, my goodness. And you're so shy on the air. And you're so shy on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's so much more that you're about. I want to share. Yeah, and I jumped in like I just. No, you're, 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 you're wonderful in the air. You're wonderful in the air. That's why I wanted to say that. Uh, you, 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 you cake and ice cream in the air. That's why I said you're so shy on the air. But no, that, that's the Well, thing. you make it easy because, like, I love how you get so much of, you know, of, of, of my story. You get it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, because you're making me. I often, you know, I get on live radio and say, all right, y'all, I'm processing my story with the community. I'm getting a lot figured out and, and realizing a lot myself. And when I talk to you, I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Like, I'm really able to process and remember some things. Now, make sure to now, now tell everybody, because I want to have you. I hope you'll come back on again. You know? Yes, I, are you kidding? I this mean, is a blast. Know, I love talking to you. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I mean, so tell everybody, okay, first of all, where can we, where, where can we catch your radio show at? Well, each one of them. Okay, I'm... I'm on Cumulus Media. Now, I was on a bunch of radio. I had a daily uh, Christian, I mean, I had a daily Christian show. They like my show so much. It's like, they're in like 39 markets. That they had an opening at 10, they'd play my show again. <laughs> <laughs> and then locally here, though, Cumulus Media, I had four shows. And just a few months ago, um, everyone had said, Cindy, 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 you need to be your own media. And they, they like, you need, because I don't really do that much. This, uh, we've just been a whole show <laughs> talking about, I haven't done that much with social media till now, because I wanted to build something, to, you know, worth amplifying. Right. And I dropped a bunch of the shows. I kept a solid, I follow Sport Talk, uh, the most listened to show in the area on Wednesdays. Craig uh, of the Cowboy, and Cowboy produces my show. So I have a live show, and now we've built out the, the um, podcast studio. I'm producing the Boyd Speedway podcast, John Snyder as my first guest, and we have some other really great. We love John. Whole we series. love John and Alicia Snyder. Love John and Alicia. They're wonderful, and I'm looking forward to working for them and helping them with the October event. But then I've started just doing what I do, and like the first, I kind of highlighted my story about 18 or so episodes, and then I go back and just dig in more. And and then I've got my series with guests, which I'll be doing some arm twisting with you on that one. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I've already got some really great guests lined up. And then there's all these people approaching me. i got to tell you this, Char. There's all these people approaching me that even when I was on radio, I got nominated as radio personality in 2020. And that's crazy. Listen, I, so congratulations and, and on listen, that. Listen, the people on the list are these longtime full-time icons quake you know on sport talk 30 years right. um i'm 
facing it, the guy on a big Christian channel, big personality, really popular, you know, on for years on the morning show. Another guy, oh gosh, uh, James Howard on 92.3, the big sunny station. Iconic. No surprise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's my name, my name. (laughs) But in that list, now I didn't win. But that is one truly one of those things where, you know, the, the ra- people from the radio station called me. They said, Cindy, people campaign to get on that list. Right. People, ra- you know, people campaign and you're on that list. So it's like, oh, my goodness. That's okay. <laughs> right. That was a really big deal. Uh, I mean, that shows how hard you worked. And that's my point. You know, you, you, you make that comeback. You're building yourself back up. You know, you have this Cindy's Choice, and, 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 you know, we're running out of time, but tell us just a little bit about Cindy's Choice. Oh, my goodness. I, I am just, I'm just elated at what I get to do because I love it so much. I support small businesses, Char, while I serve the community. I have the Cindy's Choice Charitable Charter, which is a trust fund. And before COVID, I had, like, the Cindy's Choice Office Olympics, and we're bringing that back. You know, where we partner with nonprofits and raise money, and we use the, trans, the, the trust fund to accumulate that money so we can like share it with several and so forth and um just doing all this stuff and then COVID hits and I had to get more creative but that's we still have our nonprofit partners and my focus is serving the community on behalf of these businesses that that need to be operational they want to get out there but they're not joiners they're not the kind of people to go be on the board or they don't want to be on tv I mean I'm on tv like several times a month (laughs) I'm not just on radio they're like We'd rather have you do that. You know, I want you to do that for me. Well, you know what? If I did that just for one company, you know, that would be called, you know, a six-digit income. Right. And now I'm doing that for them for a really nominal subscription rate, but it's not just me. I'm not just out there representing them in the community. I'm out there, and I have radio. I'm, I have print. You know, I'm in City Scope Magazine. Um, I've got TV. I've got social media. I've got a staff. I have a full-time uh, producer and um, my full-time everything girl. Right. And you're in 45 countries right now with Lifebox Media Channel. Awesome. That's incredible. Yay. <laughs> um, no, this is so crazy. This is, this is, um, you know, this, okay, I got to, I got to brag on Emerson Russell really quick because he just saw um, the ERC, ERMC, uh, the Russell family here, very beloved family. They give a lot back to the community, but he's in, 38 states with a very major corporation. You know, he's like, he knows business. And about, uh, there's a lot of people that have been watching and seeing. And, um, my, you know, City Choice is unique. It's, uh, it's going to be like a branch, it's going to other cities. It's going to help people in major metros and so forth. But, you know, he knows business. And he said, Cindy, the way you've elbowed your way through this market, so when you go to the bigger markets, this is going to go like gangbusters. And a lot of people are recognizing that, but I had to get the proof of concept. It needed an organic, you know, clean start. You know, I needed to really get kind of things worked out under the radar. And um, now, like, you know, the stage is set, and we're ready to amplify that and go help a lot of businesses and give back into those communities. And look, you get that, don't you? It doesn't cost the business. They're contributing to the community, but I'm giving them incredible marketing value. Right. And then the uh, the consumers, they can contribute to the community by just going to Cindy's Choice and utilizing the services there. So it's not costing them anything. And in these times right now, Char, that's not people being cheap. That's pe- there, I was that person. I've, I've had this just hard to help all my life. Right. I just wanted to help. And 
I know how hard it is when you're just consumed with your own life and, and managing and, you know, keeping your business going or, you know, keeping your kids in school or whatever, right. you know, keep taking care of your, you know, your ailing parents or whatever it might be that consumes your life. You can contribute by just, you know, support the businesses at Cindy's Choice. You know, I'll bring more businesses on board and um, expand the platform, do more in the community because we can do so much more together. We really Absolutely, can. and and the, and the small businesses look. It, it it has been it's tough as it is without COVID and things like that. It's tough enough, but when you all of a sudden get these things into it and you run into it now, I love to walk into the local barbecue shop, or I love walking into the local wine shop, or the local liquor store, the local uh, you know mom and pop's dress store, or yeah. whatever it happens to be, or you know ice cream shop, or whatever it happens to be that you go into, and you know, hey man, look, the local Chinese place that has wonderful Chinese food. I mean, local pizza place or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, they're working really hard right now. And it's really hard with all these restrictions. And you have to re- you have to respect the restrictions. But at the same time, yep. you're like, man, you got to pay the bills. You know, there's little gimmicks that come in the mail. They're called bills. And they kind of frown upon if you don't send them anything, you know. I mean, and so yeah. you have to, have to keep the lights on and the water on and the gas. And, you know, and so I have huge respect for that. So I love the idea that, you know, you, you, you're bringing this model um, and it's not just limited to contractors. It's not just limited to this. That I, that's the idea. I love the idea is that you know, it's, you know, small businesses. Period. I love that part. So no matter what you do, yeah, kind of, it's it's <clears throat> exactly the only thing. It's integrity centric businesses that care. That's the requirement. You know, you got to be like a reputable integrity. That, but I want people that really care. I don't want them to go, oh. That's an awesome marketing concept. That's a great value. Uh-uh. <laughs> I want you to care about giving back because that's what we're about. And i got to stay authentic because this is organically authentic of my huge desire to give back. And um, there's, a, there's just so many businesses like that. They do. People don't understand. They do want to give back. But just like that list you just made, that was before COVID. They were having those challenges. COVID has just made it so much worse. And, um... Uh, it, it's a perfect timing for this type of a support system. I, I, I agree totally on that. Now, where can everybody find you at Cindy's Choice? Yep, cindyschoice.com. And a, the, the uh, podcast is my crew. We, we went ahead and recorded a bunch, and we're blasting them out. My crew is busy getting those knocked out. I'm pretty sure everything's loaded at this point. Um, we've got the, uh, and then that way we can continue on from here, like on a regular basis. I'm going to get a live podcast going weekly here pretty quick and um just really expand the finished choice media and um still keep i can't let go of live radio chart and i'm I'm (laughs) hoping you'll call into my show sometime i love that live uh you know i just love uh the live vibe and i just lots of exciting things going on yes that well yeah as a matter of fact yes And, and and i and i will and where can people call in on where can people check into your show um, on Wednesdays, Eastern Standard Time, I'm on live from 7 to 8 p.m. I, I just now, see, when I was in the studio, I can't go to the studio because it's still a COVID, so I do right. it remotely from my podcast studio. And when I was in the studio, I could plug the mic into my phone and live stream on Facebook. So if someone called, they could still hear the caller. And so um, I'm, I'm doing, I've, I've got my assistant. She's going to start, like, getting on Facebook, and we'll start live streaming on Facebook. But I'm still trying to work it out where if when there's a caller, 
you know, or something. We, we're able to hear their side of the conversation. And, and, give, but, um, lo- and give love and give love to your station where they where they can pop people can pop on and check you out what station. Oh my goodness, Cumulus Media, WGOW Talk Radio, one hundred two point three FM, the Talk Monster. I love those guys. They've been tremendously supportive. Uh, to me, and I love radio, and I, I, I just, I've got um, um, a guy that's involved um, in the Radio Hall of Fame, a long-time radio guy. He's been coming on my podcast pretty soon. I just want to talk about radio. I just love radio. Well, look, I'll tell you what, we want to have you definitely back on again in the next several weeks, um, kind of have kind of a stage two of this, um, and, and, you know, anything you want to put out there that's coming up that, uh, you know, before we take it home, is there anything that you want to... Uh, Put out there with it, maybe you know, sneak out there, debut or anything right now. Oh my goodness! I mean, there's so much coming up. Like I said, everybody's stepping on the train. But listen, I'm already talking to people in other markets. Char, we're looking for um, <clears throat> like there's already like this big hotel group. There's a Cindy. Let us know when you get to Atlanta. We're getting you on channel too. You know what I mean? It's like people love what I'm doing. They want to help. So I'm kind of looking for you know those folks in those inner markets that love what I just shared. And they want to, you know, get out there in the, the community and start spearheading, getting it going in their area, um, you know, getting the network going. Because I can't, Char, this isn't, I'm not just going by industry. Who wants to be on board? Right. Um, I, I'm very selective and very protective. I want people to trust Cindy's Choice. And so I've got to get the right people, attracting the right people, um, but, you know, that are, that are good out there at, you know, sharing the word and going on you know, TV spots and so forth like that and speaking in front of groups. And um, so I'm looking for those in, uh, especially in the major markets, you know, I'm, I'm it'll, it'll be easy for me to go back to Dallas and Houston. I know those markets well, B2B sales. I had a construction business in Houston. Um, and then Austin, San Antonio just fits right into there. But, you know, here we are. I'm Chattanooga, Nashville to the north, Atlanta, then I've got Birmingham and Knoxville. I'm an incredible hub. Uh, so oh, I'd absolutely. love to start. Yeah, reaching out to individuals that want to be a part of this. Um, and, you know, business owners, too, get on the list for when we get to your area. Uh, we want to include you. That's awesome. And we're, what, and, and your social media, you're on Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, it, it, what you're going to love about this, um, I've mostly done everything on my personal page. I just hired someone to start amping my social media. But I've got the Instagram. I've got the Cindy's Choice business page. Um I'm also, I, um, I do a lot on the Boyd Speedway, uh, um, on their page. Uh, I'm kind of their, um, media marketing partner. Um, what else is there? Oh my gosh. Um, of course the podcast, YouTube, um, did I leave any out? Is that, is that under Cindy's Choice or is that under Cindy Day? Yes. Cindy's Choice. If you just Google Cindy's Choice and hit videos, tons of videos, but don't watch my old shows. I've gotten a lot better. <laughs> I'm like I listen. I'm like, what did they see in me? Oh my goodness! <laughs> we all we we all, TV and radio. We all do that. Believe me. Forty two years of this gig. Believe me. Uh, all, all sides oh, of it. Wow. I, I def I definitely dig you on that one. I understand it. I've said hell. What did I do last week? So I mean, no. you know, so I mean, I, it's, <clears throat> no, it's definitely been a real pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out Cindy's Choice uh, on all our social media. It'll be attached. The Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast on there. Cindy, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, this is so much fun.
fun. I just love this. And like I said, I'll be doing some arm twisting. <laughs> got to call into my live show, and I got to get you on a podcast as well. We'll, we'll be but talking about you, that. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out Cindy's Choice, Cindy Deering. You have a wonderful, safe day, my dear. You too. The Lifebox Media Channel, we are out.